We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. All right. Thank you for listening to the ESBC NFL podcast, the Hawthorne Effect recap of week two. And I always say this. The purpose of the podcast is to make me money. I say that because so much media out there is disingenuous, gaslighting and lying to you, putting false information in your head, right? Garbage in, garbage out, and then you make bad picks and you lose money. So to that end, we keep it raw, real, and honest. We have 100% transparency. Every pick is published. We track every pick and how much money is making, right? Because we get lied to in the corporate world. They talked about revenue. Revenue is a lie. 401k because of the fees and the BS they put in, it's a lie, right? What is the truth is, if you watch Shark Tank, free cash flow, profit is the truth. So every pick is linked to free cash flow and profit, because what's important is profit. Revenue is BS, right? So that is the purpose of the podcast. Now, every single business meeting has to have a purpose and an outcome. The outcome so far, using our system, has taken 25 years to build, made a lot of money in the last 13 years. My wife has not bought gasoline or an expensive item if it's not betting money. Betting money goes first. So we're up around College and Pro, uh, $17,000. 19 straight weeks of profit. But last week, we were at what I call the edge of the table. And I got this from my dad. When I used to have a glass of milk at the edge of the table, he says, I can't believe you spilled a glass of milk. And I'm like, Dad, it's right there. He's like, no. Just because you put it close to the edge of the table, it's just like you spilled a glass. So last week we were profit, but only because of uh, we picked all three sides of the Dallas game. We got uh, Twitter three sides plus the money line, uh, Baltimore, and then we finished strong last night with uh, Aaron Rodgers covering the big number in the division, even, and that game went over. So you learn more, two things. You learn more from the bets you got wrong versus the bets you got right. Number two is sports betting is the only form of wagering, right? Uh, that you collaborate. You see people at the slots all day, pushing the slots or at the poker table all day. They're not talking to them. Actually, they're at the poker table trying to deceive people. Sports betting for the most part we're all helping each other out. We are sharing information. Person with the best information wins, right? So if you are the smartest person in the room, the toughest person in the room, you are in the wrong room. You always have to have a buddy with you at the sports book. So if somebody wants to try to take the cash from your pocket, it's going to be a fight, man. So that'll be a hell of a fight to try to take our cash in the sports book. We have no sedition. 
to the Las Vegas Golden Knights Nighthawks football team, right? The Nighthawks, the Golden Knights is the NHL. That's the same ownership, though. Same ownership because I think they're trying to use the same name or whatever. Because I was looking it up and they have the arena name, uh, name is similar to to the NHL one. So I'll send you the link. What I'm talking about. Well, it's arena team in Las Vegas. Yes, sir. His brother is going to be the starting quarterback in the world famous Olympic Coliseum against uh, the USC Trojans. We're two and one, probably ranked. It's going to be a very exciting game on Thursday night. But right now, we're going to focus, we're going to be mindful on uh, executing the process, the Hawthorne effect, right? Everything you track and measure, you improve 10 to 20%. So we were 55%. We want to be 75% next week. Thanks, Chad, for doing this process with me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is my uh, my favorite podcast to do. Um, I mean, really, this is just fun to go through the games with you. Just, I mean, this is really for me is why I love it is because it just gets my mind thinking clearly. I'm able to differentiate, you know, what games I really, my thinking was perfect, what games, you know, I was flawed and my thinking was wrong. Same, you right. know, I get to th- hear you, you know, uh, get your insight on what, what where your thinking was right and wrong. We get to kind of look at, you know, what games we got a little lucky in, what, what games, you know, luck worked against us and we lost and right. we should have got right. Um, and it just, it, it's, it, this podcast is the, number one, um, you know, way to improve, um, you know, your percentage and your outcome of what you you got going on. So, yeah, this is, uh, you know, really, this is for me, myself, and I love talking with Josh and getting his information and and checking my thinking and uh, just happy that we get to give this, you know, this conversation and stuff to you guys for content to to divulge in and, and see how we were thinking and, you know, apply it to your thinking. All right. So, you always have to know your break-even point when you have a business, right? Uh, break-even for us is 52.5%. It's break-even. However, uh, we have a mental health crisis, right, in the United States. Uh, so we also, my wife's been a psychotherapist for 17 years. So we'll give you, not only do we use business and financial concepts to bet on the games, because I have an MBA for securities licenses. We also, and everything's linked to betting in the game. So what we also do, right, is we give you a basic first aid kit. Things that people should know about psychotherapy and psychology when betting on the games. One of the big problems in sports betting is impulse control issues, and 95% of people cannot change. So this is a process for change, and you have to do it exactly through this. Some of this, some of it, it's taken me a minute, sometimes 10 years it's taken, right? You got pre-contemplation, contemplation, preparation, action, and then maintenance. That's how you change. Now, also... 75% of the suicides are males. Why? Because father knows best. And it's hard for men to admit mistakes. And if you do make a mistake, you get pounded by everybody, right? 
Why can't a man does that? Oh, you should have known that. Oh, I'm going to fire you. Oh, blah, blah, blah. So it's all this pressure on you being right and then admitting you're right and not holding yourself accountable. It's a big mess. And every, every person has a different level of this. So when you make a pick wrong that you should have gotten right, you have to confront your feelings, your feelings of humiliation. Your feelings of being stupid. You're supposed to be this guy in this football, you know, all this and that. And, and, and you're losing money at this, right? And then now you get home and you have to watch this Lifetime movie with your wife because she's not going to let you watch anymore football. <laughs> you lost money in the casino, the sports book, whatever. So it, you have to confront your feelings. Everybody has to do this. And a lot of crimes and things that happen are unresolved feelings. And a lot of addictions is impulse control, not controlling your, your impulses. And uh, even I have to do a better job. How do we make money with this? Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston has made me a lot of money because I know that my wife told me that sexual deviants have impulse control issues. People who steal from the grocery store have impulse control issues. Jameis Winston, stole crabs, right, from Publix. Jameis Winston raped a girl in college. Jameis Winston did not face any consequences for it. With the Bucks, he had bad impulse control issues. That's why he had so many interceptions. We bet on him making uh, bad decisions, right, reading defenses, and bad impulses when he thought a guy was open, but he wasn't, and he was going to throw a ton of interceptions, right? So we use that knowledge to make money. Now, the Hawthorne effect is you have to face your own feelings of humiliation, of stupidity, and shame, uh, shame, right? Uh, and the top rule number one of sports betting, right? Do not bet your own team. Number two, do your research. Did you do enough research? Did you read the beat writer for that place? Did you call uh, your friend who's a fan of that team to get more insight, right? Did you do enough research? Uh, did you follow the system, right? Again, we use decision analysis. This is used by the Fortune 500 companies and the top 100 companies as a process, right? You get as much information as possible, you apply math, and then you rigorously apply logic until you get to the right decision, to the right pick in this case. We use probability theory, right? 20%, you can only, the highest level of certainty is 80%. So if somebody says, oh, this is a stone, rock, lock, call me for this pick. This, no, the highest you can go is 80%, right? And you use statistics, return to the mean. And we use arbitrage, which is in the financial world. So it's a lot of experience. That's why I have those licenses, securities licenses, MBA, successful clients, net worth 50 million, 20 million, and about three successful uh, businesses. What are your thoughts on that? How has this process made you money, Chad? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, it's crucial to, uh, I mean, especially at this point in the season where we're right. at, I mean, this is, uh, you know, how, how we're going to, you know, make sure that we're maximizing our, uh, 
our profit each week, you know, because, you know, one game, it, you know, the difference between being, you know, 10 and five, right. you know, one game makes you 11 and four, you know, that's right. two, you know, and that, that, that's an extra two units of whatever you're betting. And if you're consistently getting those extra two, you're just contributing to your compound interest. And at the end of the year, that extra two units every week of 17 weeks of football, 18 now, uh, you know, that's 36 extra, you know, betting a thousand dollars that Josh bets. Obviously my units are smaller. I don't, I don't bet that. that We're giving you, we want to get you to that point by college uh, basketball season. Yeah. If yeah, you haven't seen college basketball season we had last time. Yeah. <laughs> that's definitely, true. man. If we have a, if we have a basketball season like last year in a March madness, man, I'm going to, might not need to work the rest of the year. So. <laughs> that 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 is the goal right don't take financial advice from somebody who does not have an island uh in fiji or, or lives on an island in fiji right so before we um well let's get into the games yeah let's just go through game by game so we got thursday night thursday night right. game was the washington giants game where josh was on the money line because right. Washington's like that family member you can't trust. <laughs> right. And, they, they're uh, asking you for 20 bucks. I took say, the I'm minus. I'm going to give it to you. I'm not going to let you borrow because I know I'm not going to see it. I took the minus three. So that was a loss for me, but a win for Josh. But um, you learn now. Yeah. The thing is to learn from your mistakes, right? People say it, but really only 5% of people learn from their mistakes. So even though this is a sports betting podcast, this podcast has a lot of depth into life and keeping it real, keeping yourself in check. You want to be that 5% of people that learns from, from mistakes who can change. Because if you live in the past, you die in the past. Yes, and then the total for that was 42, and we were on the under, and that game went over. Um, you go first on that. What do you think about your thinking on that one? And where? and what happened and i'll follow well if you live in the past you die in the past i was Mm -hmm. thinking about the 2019 2020 redskins and 2020 giants and the 2019 giants uh in football because i think things have changed a little bit you let me know what you think i don't i don't see i think you need to get on the nfl secondary because all these guys don't seem in the greatest shape or they put all all the stuff in training camp, and now they have like dead legs. Uh, they're not as, as good a shape as they used to be. There's 19 people on the practice squad, so they should be able to keep players fresh. Uh, the other thing I saw was that I overestimated for at least this week. I'm gonna look who it is. Who is the secondary coach for Washington? It really ultimately goes on Del Rio. Uh, Rivera has just let him do the defense. I know they talked during the week, but Del Rio, uh, Super Bowl winning defensive coordinator. He's a great coach when he was coaching up uh, Jacksonville. Got them to the to the conference finals, uh, won the division like three years in a row. Uh, great coach, uh, Del Rio, but there was a lot of miscommunications in that Washington secondary that allowed some free touchdowns. To get that game over. I overestimated uh, Jack Del Rio's uh, ability to coach these guys up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I definitely, I think the number being so low, too, at, at 
42, a low 40s mm-hmm. number, 41, 42. Like, um, we were living in the past there. I mean, that number right. is so low. A primetime game Thursday night. Um, the Giants do have a very good receiving core, and it showed in the Washington. They have a good pass rush. They're solid up front, but we saw – um, that back end is not as tight. And that's kind of a common theme I've seen with a lot of teams. Right. Um, that back end. The Giants, now I do feel like the Giants did maybe get a little lucky offensively. You know, that Daniel Jones had himself a 60-yard scamper. We're not going to see that every week. Right. And, you know. But the season moves along, right? Yeah. Uh, his legs aren't going to be the same. So, and then he threw a bomb, you know, right before halftime, got a deep bomb touchdown. I think it was Sterling right. Shepard. Um, so, you know, you, you take those two, you know, you take one of those off the board there. Um, I mean, I, actually it's up at 59, but, uh, you know, that that gives the Washington cover. But even then it's still. Because it, it changes looks, the game, right? Because then Washington has the lead. They yeah. run a little bit, especially yeah. with the quarterback, young quarterbacks they have. But still, with that number being so low, it probably still would have gone over. I think our thinking was was slightly flawed, right? Um, with with Washington secondary and how they were going to be defensively, uh, you know, that pass rush really didn't get home a whole ton. I mean, they they were there, you know, um, but they didn't like, you know, they didn't they didn't get that strip sack or that turnover or just, you know. Well, uh, what's the face? The offensive coordinator did a good job because he knows. The his office yeah. sucks, so he did, you know, different uh, maneuvers yeah, there. Great game Took plan. Took the pressure off the offensive line. Yeah. Get get Jones out of the pocket. Yep. Yeah. You know? so, so that's that game. Uh, yeah, but on. we take this information for next week. One game I blew. Three parts of it. Should have done more research and again, overestimating decisions, right? When you start a business, when you get into a new relationship, got the hormones going, the, I always get it wrong, but I always say epigen, but it's a, this chemical women get in their brains the last two or four years after having sex, right? And that changes their mindset. And they overestimate the decision of liking you. Right, and we overestimate decisions at the beginning of a romantic relationship. We overestimate things. We're watching our kid play. We overestimate our kids' abilities, and we want to go fight the coaches. And my kids should get more playing time. When you start a business, you think you're going to make a lot more money. We are sometimes even pressured into overestimating decisions. Right? You get home from fourth grade, and you tell your mom and your dad, oh, they asked us today, what do I want to be when I grow up? You're only in fourth grade. You shouldn't have even been asked that question. And your mom goes, oh, you said you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer? Again, we're worried. <laughs> baby. You don't even know what this kid in fourth grade is going to do. So you got to watch that in sports betting, overestimating decisions. And I overestimated the Dolphins and Coach Flores against the Bills coming off a loss. I thought the Bills were he's really... I was talking, actually, Chad and I were at the uh, San Diego State Utah game, Power 5 school. And we were talking about you can only get your team up three times during a season, right? These are pros are supposed to get up themselves, whatever. Sometimes there's extra. So that being said, I thought that the Bills 
who Pagula their own is already chalking up a Super Bowl, that they were going to uh, the Dolphins with a young quarterback, they were going to have a slugfest with the Dolphins, right? And these are all Bill Belichick, Nick Saban, uh, ex-assistant coaches, the guys who got promoted from D-Ball, the Buffalo Bills offensive coordinator, to Flores, the head coach of the Dolphins, and McDermott's the Andy Reid guy. So, again, living in the past, I thought the Dolphins were going to lose in a close game, maybe lose 17-14. Same thing that happened last week with the Patriots. But this time they were going to be on the losing end, cover the four points, and it would stay under 48. And I was wrong. <laughs> what happened was that the Bills blew them out. But it did stay under the 48. Mm-hmm. Another thing is the second half line. Uh, later, Jacksonville actually got it right. So you have to differ- differentiate. Bets you got wrong because you made the wrong pick. You overestimated your decision versus the 20% luck factor. This one, I was wrong in my processing of this game. And I was wrong about the second half line. Early in the season, uh, Buffalo prepared for it. And really, the second half line wasn't, I think it's still in effect. It was just the Dolphins are so bad. Did they leave it on the field the last week? Is Flores working him out so hard? Are there injuries? Obviously, Tua was hurt before the game. And a lot of people are playing with injuries. I just read an article today, Indianapolis Star, about the Colts are lying about their injuries. Then in my world, the security world is fraud. Also, is fraud is getting non-public material information. But now I get to ask Chad a question, who is a professional football player, but it's legal. Right, because you know so much about football, it's almost like having insider information. <laughs> but uh, what are your thoughts on that game, the Dolphins and the Bills? And so I was on the Bills on this one. I uh, I thought that the Bills, coming off a loss, were going to go down there and and win that game pretty handily. Um, I was on the second half line as well with you. Um, you know, I, I I felt like that Florida Heat. You know, my my thinking was flawed, and 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 Tua being out, I, I the team just kind of. I mean, they just the second half they almost gave up. I felt like the word the, the effort. I mean, they they knew the confidence in Brissett. Yeah, the fourth quarter they were just trying to get out of there. You know, um, so uh, I think the under was the right play the whole time right. with that style of game, blowout or close game. I think it was going to go under the forty eight. Um, you know, division game, we knew, you know, uh, so, you know, we, we were right on the total. Um, but, yeah, I I, uh, I I like the Bills to win the game. Um, you know, I thought that 14, it was 14-0 at halftime. Uh, I thought it was possible the Dolphins could have got back into the game. But, yeah, just with, with Tua going out, um, that just should have we we just I I, I should have just stayed off of, and because I I, ha, I picked the Bills right that was a dumb bet on my part I should have I was up fourteen to you know I'm up right. I had the Bills bet in uh you know the unders looking good it's fourteen zero at half um and that was when I wish I could have got back I should have just uh maybe a little impulsive uh, right and and 
I shouldn't have been out. You know, we we both shouldn't have been on that second half line. Should have been able to get it out of that one two and zero. But uh, right, and then you know. the, see, this is good part of it too because sixty two point five percent is break even. Right, so there's two things. Number one is arbitrage. And studying for the securities test, I'm reading okay. Arbitrage is uh, buying ten or more stocks in the same sector. Buying and trading them simultaneously to take advantage of a market inefficiency. So that game, doing it by the book, I bet, should bet, and will bet, have done it before, and now I'm going to make sure I'm in tune to it, bet, build money on. I think the Dolphins are going to cover Dolphins plus four in the under. I get two out of three, right? And I'm Warren Buffett. That game did not lose me money. I'm at 66% on that game. And I keep rolling with, because this is a business, right? And a business has to have durable, sustainable profit. So, so you know, let me watch these games and not uh, with The Walking Dead. We walk, walk, now Anna is putting The Walking Dead on in the morning before 9 a.m. for the NFL starts. At 10, <laughs> right? Because she wants me to make that money. So that we're watching uh, The Walking Dead at 7 a.m. in the morning instead of during football. Why? Because we had consistent profit betting NFL games the whole marriage, but especially the last 13 years. Made huge profit, paid for vacations. So it's consistent, durable, dependable profit. Bet the money line, bills. Dolphins, because I think the Dolphins are going to cover. And then uh, the under. Now, see with your eyes. I saw Brissette sweating bullets. Kind of confused at the end of that first half. I said, okay, this thing looks kind of shaky. They scored zero points in the second half. So the, it was their problem on offense is so bad. New offensive coordinator, too. Maybe they'll catch up later in the season. But the Florida Heat uh, was – because, really, the Bills only scored, what, 16 points in the second half? 21. 14-0 at halftime. They got uh, 21 in the second half, 35. 21 points in the second half. So, yeah, the Dolphins did nothing in, that, in the Heat. So – Overplayed, overestimated the second half line that game. Uh, the Colts Rams over. Again, I should have gotten that right. It's me living in the past. You have right now around three picks that I got wrong using my 2020-2019 brain. Not what's going on. Now, the NBA betting, I got a lot better when I focused on what's going on and that these guys, for whatever reason, are not playing hard. It even came out in the paper. 180 was screaming at guys to play hard in the finals, which is hard. Came with a professional basketball player not playing hard in the finals. That hasn't happened my whole life. So, But I need to adjust. Okay, they're not playing hard in the finals. Then you got to bet that over in the finals. And I did that. Made the adjustment, made money there. That's how the Hawthorne effect makes money. Makes you money, makes everybody money by applying. 
Saints over 45. Uh, again, this goes back to my Winston Jameson analogy. Maintenance. He supposedly has changed, right? We only know 5% of people can't do it. If I would have stuck to that and said, okay, Jameis Winston is going to return to the mean. This is what I, what I said was Jameis Winston was at least going to try to be consistent and they'll score enough points to cover against the Panthers and this game will go slightly over, right? The real answer is Jameis Winston can't change. He can't do the maintenance part, right? We'll go back to it. Everybody, rah, 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 you know, to get out of rehab, right? Most rehabs is in work. Oh, I'm going to change. I'm not going to get high anymore. Blah, 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 right? That's really contemplation stage. Yeah, pre-contemplation, contemplation, and really preparation, right? But then you get out of rehab, you get out of action, right? It's friends of, oh, let's go get high, right? You know, breaking bad, right? Very, very analogous to that. Oh, let's get high. No, man, I'm not, right? He overcomes this for a month two months, three months, and then he's coming home from work and he's passing the exit where his heroin dealer is, right? He passes that exit, it's maintenance. He gets off that exit, he's back in preparation. So Jameis Winston did it first week one, not week two, right? He was horrible, they only scored seven points. And again, uh, salesmen think short-term, Businessmen think long-term. Uh, we were talking about this earlier. Denver and Houston seem to be teams that are putting the whole playbook early in the season, but won't late because they lack depth. Uh, Coach Payton is a Bill Parcells guy. Bill Parcells says, All, after 10 games, I want to be 5-5, five and five, then change things around and win all the rest of the games at, at the end of the season. That's why you see Bill Belichick. Pete Carroll with the headphones on in the papers last four or five games of the season because they're changing everything now based on what happened earlier in the season to win. So Peyton wants to be 500, right? So he wins big last game, and every game's a road game for them. There's trash that they're not picking up in New Orleans. Uh, so I should have done more research, thought it through more, and picked the Panthers in that situation. What are your thoughts, Chad? Yeah, just on that Panthers Saints game specifically. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, I uh, I liked Carolina. I wanted uh, my gut was telling me Carolina. I thought they were going to get it done at home, uh, division game. You know, uh, I you know the the Saints coaches. We knew they had some COVID issues throughout the week that they were not. Right. Playing to be fully staffed there at the game, um, which like you mentioned earlier, not necessarily affects the game plan, which is made through the week, but I think it does affect in-game, uh, you know, Adjust corrections, adjustments yeah. are affected. Um, so, yeah, and I, I uh, you know, I really, I kind of have this bias, you know, I, you know, you never bet your team, number one rule of betting. So, you know, right. I don't have a team, but I, I, I'm, I'm fond of McCaffrey and Darnold. Right. I kind of want them to do good. You know, right. I, I know, I know Sam worked out with him a couple of times and, um, you know, they're both, you know, yeah, both California, California guys. Yeah. So I, I, I had a little bias that I kind of just 
went against my own bias saying, oh, you're being biased on better team, better other team. Um, when that, that was my, my thinking was right. You know, I should have really sat down and really took the time and, you know, they, uh, they are, you know, I want, I thought they were going to have this kind of year was what I was thinking. And my, my thinking was right. Uh, but just because of me feeling like I had a bias, I went the other way, which I shouldn't have done. I should have trusted, you know, my thinking. Um, and then I think, uh, you know, going over, I, I think Matt rule, like you mentioned earlier, before we started the podcast, you know, Matt rule, defensive guy, man, he dialed up a good, good, great game plan shut them down. And right. uh, I think that, you know, the, that division game, Matt, you know, Matt rules two games, they dialed up. I, I think Very it was. Uh, and with, with the saints not lacking those in-game adjustments with those coaches being out, I think we were wrong with going with the over. We should have been on the under, you know, because 100%. of those, because of those. Factors. You can't let that bad thinking go. Right. Yeah. They can get in trouble, and even though situation is going good, they can go south fast. So I love that. That was awesome. We were we really kind of changed on that, right? Uh, how flawed and wrong our thinking was. And, and the important part is was past tense, not is. So now we make money. Now concept, second half line, and double digit dog into the division. It's almost the same one. It was bad thinking, and the other one, I got right. Uh, I don't know. I go back and forth on the Falcon game. What do you think on the Falcons? Because it was plus. I ended up getting it at plus fifteen, so eighty percent of double-digit dogs in the division. You almost bet it blindly because eighty percent. A double digit dogs in the division cash. Now, yeah. last two years, it's almost been a hundred percent, except for Andy Reid, Bill Belichick games, right? They're the only teams and coaches who cover double digit lines because it's not just double digit lines, is uh people who love betting favorites and overs making that number even bigger. That's what happened here. This line started at 12 and a half, and I ended up getting it at 15. So you have to differentiate. Brings in a lot of confidence. Bets you got wrong because of flawed thinking versus that 20% luck factor. And you cannot predict turnovers. That's my opinion. I open to other opinions. Other people say you can't predict turnovers. But you do have to mitigate when a guy's a turnover machine like Baker Mayfield or yeah. Darnold's good for a turnover. Goff last night's in there for a turnover. So I'm glad I bet uh, the double-digit favorite in the division that time. But yeah. this time, uh, the Falcons didn't cover because of two pick sixes in a row to the same guy, same defense, same play. It's like Matt Ryan uh, should have known better. And that, that's what cost me that cover. Uh, what do you think? I'll let you decide, Chad. Bad thinking or 20% luck back? So, um, well, I, I'm going elab- to go elaborate on the total, then I'll, I'll give you that answer on the spread All there. Because right. I do feel that my thinking going on this under was, was wrong, was flawed. I, 
you know, Tampa Bay is going to have the most high-powered offense all year. Right. Not, it's not saying they're going to go over every game. But um, I think when a team is playing, a defense is playing with such a big lead, they're more likely to take those chances of jumping right. something and maybe getting beat over the top. Right. And I think we saw – and not only that, they could, they got, they know they could give up a touchdown, be down three points, give as long as they get Brady back the ball with thirty seconds left, they got a chance. Right. So I think that is going to drive the Tampa Bay. They'll probably their the over for Tampa Bay will probably be over fifty two and a half percent this season. Right. Um, and I think that we missed that um, in this game. Tampa Bay trying to come out, you know division game against a lesser opponent uh you know they we we knew they were going to jump on them scott mentioned we you know that, that he thought they were going to jump on them right but double digit dog in the division that backdoor cover late right. i think the spread thinking was right, right. we had ended the game with back-to-back pick sixes <laughs> that is absolutely ridiculous but like now, you're we, saying that's good food for thought because he was jumping the route yeah so exactly, and leading to that pick six, exactly because he's playing that lead, he can take those risks. Um, and that, like you said, we can't predict turnovers. I think we can kind of have a coefficient variable of of, of quarterbacks who are higher likely to commit right. turnovers, but right. we can't predict when those turnovers will occur. Could right. have zero in one game and four in one game. Um, or like like uh, like uh, we're seeing here, it's pretty interesting the way the brain works. Uh, let's say a quarterback is. Uh, uh, you know, turnover prone, interception prone. If he had a bad game, we could see him being in the action phase. When he's in the maintenance phase, we might bet against him because he might re- revert. Because, right, when you go from the logical part of your brain to the amygdala, which is the impulse part of the brain, you're not thinking anymore. You're just reacting. So, whenever you were reacting, and I actually learned this from uh, these mobsters who owned a storage facility 30 years ago in Tampa. They always said that when you get into the amygdala brain, you revert to your default thinking as a kid, right? So you revert to your, your default uh, interception prone self in the maintenance yep. space when you get caught with, oh, I didn't read the blitz right, or man, this guy's about second. You know, I thought, I mean, if you look at that game, at the end of the third quarter, it was 28 to 25. Right. Tampa Bay had a three-point lead. We were all – they went down, first drive of the fourth, fourth quarter, they scored, went up 10. That's why at the end of the third quarter, you don't count all the eggs before they hatch. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was feeling so, good about the 14. So there you go, right? They scored. They're up 10. We're good. We're covering. We got the ball back. Ryan throws a pick six. Okay, now they're down 17. We get the ball back. We're all good. Right. We need to go get right. a meaningless touchdown at the end. Right. Down 17, right. went lose by right. 10 and covered. Right. He throws another pick six. Right, to the same I guy, mean, same play, same coverage. I mean, the luck – I mean, not only if he didn't throw the first pick six, you know, and then the second – I mean, that, that uh, that's just – you can't predict that. I think that's a luck factor. Uh, right. You know, I think that that double-digit dog, which, which – Yeah, it really should have covered both times because we lucked out 
in a sense that Goff uh, made yeah. all those turnovers in the second yeah. half and scored zero points. Could have had there was a potential for the Lions to get a backdoor cover last night. Um, you know, so we went on the on the double digit dogs. We we only took one of them. We ended up one and one there. So, um, but yeah, and then another one. There was you know, the only other double digit spread was the Cleveland Houston game, right? Which Houston did cover. Now that's they're not outside the division. Outside the division, but it is within the conference. Right. Right. We have division games. Those count as two games. Right. Conference games are, you know, are still more important than, than that non-conference game because that's the teams you're beating out for the wild card. Right. Um, and things like that. So tiebreakers. Um, yeah. And uh you know, we we were on we were on Cleveland in that game, correct? That was when we missed. Yeah. It, and, it's a, that that game when it that game is definitely now in new football, new 2021 football. That game is definitely going over. Yeah. Cause we were, we, we were wrong. This is the game we were wrong on the side and the total. We were under. Right. And, um, and yeah, I think, uh, we're, we're underestimating Tyron Taylor and, and underestimating the Texans and team like the Broncos throwing all their eggs out early in the season. Right. Um, you know, that, that is huge. They're throwing, you know, everything out there early. Um, underestimated, you know, underestimated Tyrod Taylor. Right. You know, we were kind of on Houston to beat. You know, they've covered now. They're two and zero against the spread. Um, no, I'm joking, but we're underestimating Teddy Bridgewater. We're underestimating Tyrod Taylor. Uh, we gotta watch our racist, unconscious bias <laughs> against black quarterbacks. <laughs> hey, Lamar. Lamar got that, it done. That's for really us, the concept we're doing, right? We're uncovering. Uh, why we made non-profitable decisions and being real and honest with ourselves. Mm-hmm. I'm a racist a-hole and did not let that bother my thinking. Yeah. Now Cleveland did have some opportunities to, to cover that spread in that game. Um, it wasn't like, I don't think we were completely wrong. I mean, it, it, they won by 10. I mean, it, it was close, um, right. but I definitely, I, I think we met our, our thinking on the total was more flawed than the side. Right. Um, because we knew, you know, with Houston throwing that stuff out there, they're being, you know, everything they got early in the season. That's the, you know, some extra plays and stuff like that. They're trying to get some points. They're going to score a little bit. Um, and you know, Cleveland, we knew, we knew Cleveland was going to score. And Houston's defense right. isn't, you know, anything, uh, anything crazy. You know, Cleveland's got it's pretty. You know, they got a lot of explosive players. And uh, but yeah, they uh, that that. You know, double digit line is, um, you know, it's, it's. I think if you if we if you just take all the double digit spreads for the year in the right. NFL, I think the underdog is going to cover that more than fifty two and a half percent of the time. You can bet, yeah, you can bet blindly. Yeah, the double digit dog and be over. Uh, you'll probably be around sixty percent. I think. Yeah. Um, it might be slightly higher in the division, but I think within conference. Um, now, now interconference may, may be different, but I think uh, you know division and conference it, it, it will be pretty similar in percentage wise. Right, and then that's why uh, research is so important because you got to find out the relationship between the coaches, right? That Flores Belichick, you know, maybe Flores has some resentment. 
that his wife was pregnant, his mom was dying, and uh, Belichick will let him leave the office. So now he's like, every time I play Belichick. So it doesn't, I've seen that happen so many times. Not okay. even funny. And these Fresh secondaries, match. these secondaries, I think, are just, you know, Houston and the secondary is not anything special. And, and you're yeah. seeing these big plays lead to the over. And I think that game was very similar. Um, you know, I don't know if this, you know, the, the Rams Colts game and the Vikings Cardinals game were both over went over we went under i think there's something to say about the controlled environment fields that don't right. have any wind factor right. no element factor right. um you know they're in arizona and uh in indianapolis um i those i mean those type of fields obviously just looking at you know a controlled environment field i think is going to tend to play to the over where like a lambo field freezing 20 degree winds you know that's going to play to the under now not not always you know nothing finite not no always, these, always, these gotta, always on the margin yeah always got to do your research all factors always, consider all factors gotta, being equal independently look at each game um, right as it as itself as a standalone game situational um, intelligence but i think in both of those games too we saw secondaries giving up big plays Right. I mean, Minnesota, I mean, Kyler Murray's running around, dude's open by like 50 feet. Like, it looks like there was a sniper in the stands that shot the whole secondary, no one to be found. Right. Um, so, you know, that I think might, you know, I that's something to look at is these DBs in these games. I think we're living in the past with a few of the unders. And the unders were so good for us week one. Did we have a bias coming into week two? I think we had a bias coming into Yeah, recency two. bias. Recency bias with our success on the unders from week one. Um, now the sides, we got both those sides, right? We did get the Colts. Um, we did get a lucky pump block for a touchdown, but I think the Colt, you know, the Colts are, are a tough team. They're going to hang you in expect there. that, right? Uh, yeah. now we know that wins is really hurt. So they needed special teams coach, right? When yeah. he said, I need a touchdown from you. Yeah. Same thing with the Jaguars. The Jaguars got special team touchdowns. Yeah. And for a reason I've seen a lot, right? Did the punt team just tired? They're running all game, all day, 90-degree heat, uh, you know, 100% humidity, you're going to be tired. And that's where my specialty is special teams. This is his own special teams coordinator. You know, and with the with the uh, Vikings, man, you dialed it up that, uh, that they were going to have a good game plan defensively um, and hang in there. We knew that was going to be a close game and that Minnesota was going to cover a close line. Totally right. right. That game, they, I mean, they had to field a 30, 40 yarder at the end of the game to win the game outright. They missed. Um, but I mean, they, they did dial up a good, uh, a, a good game plan. Um, but, you know, we kind of saw Minnesota break out offensively and uh, Arizona offensively. I think even though uh, we knew Zimmer was is a defensive guy and was going to kind of whip out that game plan, uh, you know, I think they, that was going to slow the Cardinals down to give them a shot, not necessarily shut them out or, or, or keep them. Um, you know, low scoring. I think, you know, Kyler Murray has that potential. Just he's so dynamic, and you know, he. Gets this is the problem. Yeah. Uh, Kyler Murray can't run all season, so he yeah. he ran, and that's something with a pick. The one of the reasons I got the Jacksonville pick wrong was I I could kind of predict that Lawrence hasn't caught up his. To the speed of the game, and he overthrew three wide open receivers for touchdowns, and he's not running. 
Murray, on the other hand, is running. But I don't think he can do that all season. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that, Jack? Uh, no, I mean, I, I totally agree. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, we, Murray last week and this week is out there scrambling. You know, we've seen it two weeks in a row. He's buying time, just making, you know, running all over the place. Um, yeah, I mean, eventually, I mean, that, that style is, is, is going to wear on him for sure. And yeah, it's not, it's not, uh, it, it's not sustainable. No, and it was good because we had really good seats. We were right there that, uh, San Diego State Utah game. We saw the pounding in the college game. The quarterbacks yeah. took when they run. I, I can imagine a 17 game NFL season doing that. And this is the second week in a row he's been running. All right. So uh, we got all the Monday night games right. The only game they got wrong that should have gotten right. Uh, the Ravens got plus four. We were all over that. Uh, Harbaugh, Coach for Reed, he knows them. So a lot of guys that were assistants with other guys are beating them. Flores beat Belichick last week. Uh, Harbaugh, we predicted. We were all over that one. Uh, I got the money line. That one, I followed my own advice. <laughs> I got the money line. got the plus four. And it saved me because I got the under wrong. The reason I got the under wrong is because I'm getting old, too nostalgic. If you live in the past, you die in the past. The secondary, same thing that we saw in other games. Right. Lamar scrambling, jump pass, Hollywood Brown look, looks like the sniper in the stands, shot the secondary down. And, I mean, we saw a lot of that this week. A lot of guys wide open, just busted coverage. Yeah, I'm going to start uh, recording more plus ones when I see them. There you go. Tyler Murray, Lamar Jackson. All these guys are Heisman Trophy winners, right? Uh, Trevor Lawrence didn't run. And it's because I think – uh, egos getting in the way, uh, Urban Meyer. We'll, we'll close with this on that one. What is a former football player? You had different coaching staffs in college. Uh, what do you think is the thinking here with not running Lawrence? Is it keeping him safe with maybe first year offensive line that isn't that good? You don't want him running, getting hurt. Uh, it's a practice year for him, right? He's learning yeah. how to throw out of the pocket. Yeah. And then uh, Myers trying to, you know, prove a point that he's not just a college coach. Yeah. That he can uh, have a drop back quarterback. What do you think is going, what's happening over there? So what I, what really stands out to me, what I, what I take from that is, um, like you said, this is a practice year. They are, they know they're not going to win. Um, they're preserving their, uh, you know, franchise quarterback for the right. future. They're right. building for the future. They're getting him as experienced. They know that this year, Jacksonville, 0-2, they're throwing it in. They know this right. shit's not – they're not doing – they're not making the playoffs this year. Right. This is a complete practice year. There's no point to run the quarterback and in, in, right. to go 500 and not make the playoffs. Right. To win a few games that you could maybe win that you're going to lose, you know, Right. Um, so that tells me that Urban knows that and that this is a complete rebuild year and that they are not going to be competitive. And right. they are going to probably be competing with Houston for last place in that division. Um, and, I mean, yeah, I mean, shit, Houston whooped their ass week one. So, right. Um, yeah, that, that, that's what it tells me. Right. No, you know, I agree with that. 
I'm still thinking later in the year I can do the Jacksonville second half line because Lawrence is not going to be missing those pass. Yeah. And it tells me that they're running plays in the first half, setting him up for the second half. Those were plays where they had that, uh, you know, the Kanjo defense figured out or set up, and he missed those throws in the second half. So that adds to my second half line. Yeah. So we end with Winston Churchill. We'll be back tomorrow night. We're going to go a few, few more, few more games. Yeah. Or I want to, sure. well, some ones we nailed, man. Bella right. cheat and that <laughs> under and right. that minus six. Rookie Girl. quarterback, four picks. We yeah. couldn't have been more right. Belichick's awesome against rookie quarterbacks. Right. Four interceptions from Wilson. And, right. uh, and I mean, that, that un- Belichick, when he gets a lead, they control that ball. Unders all day. Uh, another one that we nailed, in my opinion, that we didn't get both wins, the San Francisco 49ers and the Eagles game. Right. 17 to 11. We right. Thanks for reminding under. me of that game, yes. We killed that under, but we – had the Philly plus four. They had two touchdowns called back. And, you know, they get one of those touchdowns. They won the game 18-17 outright. I mean, the cheap, even if they could just get a cheap field goal, they cover. Um, so, I mean, that was I, – I feel good about that pick with Philadelphia. I think my thinking was right. I think they should have won that game. I think San Francisco got really lucky to win that game and cover that line. Um, so, that was one we are thinking was good. We But, we you know, that 20% luck factor – came in and, and we didn't get it. And then uh, one more we nailed was that Chargers-Dallas game, man. We were all over Dallas there, first game in SoFi. It was almost like a home game for Dallas. Uh, you know, it was a home because the majority of the fans were da- Cowboys yeah. fans. Four-point, three-point underdog, won the game by three, under, came in easy as a 55. I think right. it was 55, came in at 37 um, and got that money line right. I mean, that was that was beautiful. You know, that those – those three games we were completely right on, and you know we didn't even go six and zero on them, or you know I guess right, right. And you know that that's what got a loss sneak, out of yeah. That's what sneak profit for the podcast uh, were, were those games, and then the Eagles game. We talk about fundamental analysis versus technical analysis, the types of technical. So fundamental analysis, one of the five factors is corporate governance, and Shanahan. Who's been to the Super Bowl twice as a coach? His dad went to the Super Bowl, had his team better prepared than the Eagles as far as being more disciplined. There was a lot of penalties this week, college and pro. Yeah. A lot of penalties. So San Francisco had him, uh, that coach had him better prepared. But I think you're absolutely right because, uh, which you're going to take with Hurts because he's an inaccurate quarterback. There were receivers running free, he missed, and two touchdowns were called back. So I feel good with that pick. That wasn't bad logic or bad thinking. It was that 20% luck back. Yep. And then last game, we talked this about this one before the podcast. Had you gave some good insight, was that Titan Seahawks. Right. That we uh should have been on, you know. Well, we'll, we'll go ahead. Set. Give us your thoughts on that that game. Yeah, you last live game. in the past, you stay in the past. I thought it was going to be old school uh, Carroll defense, old school running the ball with a lead. He didn't do that. There's some quick touchdowns. And, again, I did not follow my own advice. Uh, type of defense Carroll has, which if you read his book, 
uh, win forever. He says that he'll he'll never change his defense, the same defense. Molly Kiffin, Hall of Famer. Uh, John Lynch got in the Hall of Fame. Same defense, right? The Tampa 2, it's a coverage, not a defense, but it's really a zone. But you have light uh, defensive ends, light uh, Mike linebackers, right? You're Derek Brooks. And believe it or not, Warren Sapp is light because he's only around 6'1", 6'2". For a defensive lineman in the NFL, he's kind of light, quick guy, right? University of Miami. But you pound him with a Derrick Henry, you pound those guys and get two first downs, that's it. They're light, they're winded. You're going to score on Seattle. On Seattle, And Derrick Henry is the epitome of that. Again, like uh, McDermott coming off a loss, Rabel is a long-term salesman, think short-term. Businessmen and women think long-term. Rabel won several Super Bowls. Make deep runs in the playoffs. He's a long-term thinking guy. I didn't think he was going to put that much into the game. And I underestimated his willingness to do that. And I underestimated uh, Tannehill as well. Because a good quarterback. He was awful the week before. But to him, again, what is uh, the the concepts we use from statistics return to the mean. Yeah. I could have said Tannehill... For the whole offense, too, because, you know, Julio and Derrick Henry, I think, and Tannehill, all three of them will return to the mean in that game. Right. They all were very slow in week one. And, you know, we, you know, we should have known that Henry and Julio Jones, especially, were going to get going. Right. Uh, you know, you could see Tannehill on the game plan. They were feeding Julio. There's, he just plays, he's going to Julio, getting him touches. That Titans secondary, we saw in week one against Kyler, get, giving up big plays in the past game showed its face again. You know, Tyler Lockett had a deep one, big plays for Seattle. And, you know, Russell Wilson's got one of the best deep balls in the game. So we should have, for the this, this the total, we should have anticipated. Oh, that, that's over 100%. The over. Yeah. You know, the number was high, 55, kind of scared us to the under. And we, you know, we had that recency bias working in our brains. Right. Last week. But, we, you know, with that, with that Seattle deep ball of Wilson with the, we knew the Titans secondary was not, you know, was going to give up a few big ones. And with that return to the mean with the offense there with Tennessee, um, we should have been on that over, man. We should have been all over that. old. We were playing old school Pete Carroll. We lived in the past and died in the past with that. Right. One. That's awesome because we all have regular jobs and stuff. So Chad and I can hold each other accountable. It's like, Hey, don't make that same mistake. Me with the Texans, mm-hmm. uh, with the Titans and Seahawks, man. We got to go over. Because you live in the past, you die in the past. So we're giving you great information for free. You never have to pay for picks. You don't have to pay extra support, $300 a month for data. All you have to do is listen to the podcast. And you always make 10 times more by giving than getting. And Winston Churchill, he got us to World War II. Not the French. We're fighting with the French, but we're on the side of the English. You make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESBC Podcast Network. And you fought, and you fought. 
If you haven't heard of Anchor, it is free. It's a podcast that I use. And they really do a good job for us here at the GFSN betting and team report podcast. It helps us make 70 to 80% of your bets. Now, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started, my brothers. I'm the best there is.